Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Well, you know, one of the things that's been going on over the last several decades in the United States is the on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again relationship with China. A lot of the stuff that we use nowadays is made in China, and China has kind of become this economic superpower, even though they are a very communist country. So the episode this week that I'll be reviewing makes fun of the Chinese government and its influence in the United States, banned in China. Now, before I get into this episode, I'm going to be honest with everyone. I did not see this episode the night it aired, and I have a good reason. Uh, some of our listeners of the podcast are wrestling fans. And on this particular night that this episode aired, I was at the taping for the debut episode of AEW Dynamite. So I did not see this episode when it aired. I did watch it the next day on my DVR. So I did get to see it after. There's a lot that I remember about this episode. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this week's episode, Banned in China. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on October 2nd, 2019. Our episode begins in Stan's room. Because, you know, where else would you want to start an episode? Stan is writing music and he's practicing when, his, when Randy calls him in for a family meeting. And he tells them that he's got this great idea to expand the business. His idea is to sell Tegrity... To the Chinese. That's right. Sell Tegrity weed to the Chinese. So, he tells them that, you know, he's going to be leaving and going to be gone for a couple days. Well, the problem is, the town is having their autumn festival and Stan and his band are going to have their first performance that weekend. So Randy's like, well, why don't you wear our shirt? They go out on sale on Amazon on Friday. So we go to the the Autumn Festival. And, oh, I wish I could play this, but I can't for because I don't want to get sued. So Stan's band comes up. It is Stan Butters on guitar, Kenny on bass, and Jimmy on drums. They are a band called Crimson Dawn. And Stan says that this song is about how he hates living on the farm. So they start and they go. <laughs> 
Basically like that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm in the hard rock. Death metal? Not one of my things. I can never understand the words they're singing. They, I mean, they go fast. The pace is very fast. But I can't understand a word they're saying. I just could get into it. But, you know. Oh, but you like hard rock. It's okay. I don't have to get into every kind of hard rock. All right, so we're going to go to this scene. Randy is on the airplane getting ready to head to China when he notices a few other people are heading to China as well. First time going to China? Uh, no, not really. It's my first time. I'm going out to try and drum up a little business. What are you heading out for? I, I work for a clothing company. We're trying to break into the market and get the Chinese people as customers. Oh, hey, fuck you. Huh? I, I had that idea like three days ago. So what? So when did you come up with it? Hey, Mitchell, you're on this flight? Yeah, that's so funny. I'm working for Google now, overseeing the expansions into the Chinese user base. Yeah, I'm still with the NBA, doing some press with the players to try to get more Chinese viewers. Oh, for Christ's sake! You have a good idea and everyone wants to copy you. Fine, I can handle some healthy competition. Who else wants to go to China and get some of their money? Oh, for crying out loud. Let me guess, you work for a company trying to get Chinese people as customers. Wow, where'd you get that idea? It's okay, it's okay. I'm sure there's plenty of Chinese people for all of us. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, Randy's not terribly wrong off to me. on that statement because there are a lot of Chinese people. So, Randy's going to go to China. We will get back to him in a couple of minutes. So, the boys are practicing another song when a record producer comes in and he hears about them. Tells him that he saw them at the, the Autumn Festival and that he was really impressed with their performance. And he manages such, such acts as the PC Babies. And that's it. So... And I love this line. This line is so great. So they're like, oh, wow, are you going to sign us to a record deal? And then the record producer's like, what are you, like, from the 90s? It's a great line. So then he tells them the only way that bands get big nowadays is to make movies. Let's make a movie about the band Crimson Dawn. So... Basically, the producer has like a three-step setup. The beginning, the big middle, and then the end. So they're talking about, you know, how the band actually came together because at first, you know, Kyle went away, went to the ICE detention center, moved to the farm. And then they're like, well, Stan was originally going to play drums, but Jimmy told Butters that he was going to play drums, so Stan's going to be the vocals. And Kenny learned how to play the bass in two weeks by watching YouTube videos of John Lennon and the Dalai Lama. Da Dalai Lama. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we, we can't mention the Dalai Lama in this movie. Can't mention that. Oh, okay. We'll see where this goes. Meanwhile, Randy lands in China, shows him his passport, they open up his suitcase, and there is a lot of marijuana in his suitcase. He gets arrested. Because, uh... If you don't know, marijuana's kind of, sort of, really is illegal in China. Remember what happened to Paul McCartney in Japan 40 years ago? Look it up, kids. It's a real thing. So, he gets arrested, and he ends up getting put in a Chinese prison. And he sees the horrors of what happens to people that are imprisoned imprisoned in China. They get beat. They are forced to make toys. They get killed randomly for no reason. And then he tries to defend himself in court, being like, you all need some integrity. So he ends up being put in a cell and then he hears, oh, Papa, you are new here. It's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Yep, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are in China. Why? Because they're banned in China. Let's explain. So, there's a whole thing that took place in 2017 where the Winnie the Pooh character is banned because people said that Winnie the Pooh looked like Xi Jinping, the president of China. The pictures are up on uh, on the internet if you ever want to look it up. This is a true thing. This is a real true thing. And to be honest, they're kind of not wrong. So I want to mention this story I remember vividly, in particular, many, many weeks before this episode aired, they had put out an open call, South Park had, for anyone to voice Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. When I first saw it, I had no idea what it was going to be about. I had no idea. All it was is, we just need... People to play Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. So, they got a couple people. One of the people ended up being a guy by the name of Brock Baker. Who has a YouTube channel. And I really recommend you check it out. Because he is an amazing voice actor. I think he should get a lot more work. Because he does so many different characters. So many cartoon characters. And real life people. He is absolutely amazing. So, we go back to the boys, and they're filming a scene of their movie. So, you know, it's like, Jimmy's like, oh, guys, I don't know. I don't know if I want to continue. I'm gay, and I'm an addict, and I need a new liver. And they're like, cut! Can't do it. Chinese won't, uh, won't, won't let, uh, won't allow anything with organs in it. 
Oh, and, and gay. You know, we're, we're not allowing gay stuff, gay people in. So as you're seeing, the Chinese government is getting heavily involved in the production of this movie. So we now go to the very next scene. This scene is probably one of the most popular scenes in the history of South Park. You've got the characters that Disney owns up to this point. You know, the regular Disney characters. Pixar, Star Wars, you name it, they're all there. And there is a very unhappy mouse who uh, has a meeting with him. Which one of you decided to go and start bad-mouthing the Chinese government, huh? Who here thought they had permission to say anything critical of Chinese politics? Well, it is true, sir. The Chinese seem to exploit their own people with forced labor. Shut the fuck up, Thor! You're here to flex and not think, you fucking bitch! Please, Mr. Marsh was only standing up for me and Piglet because we were political prisoners you are a fat diabetic bear and if the chinese don't want you then i don't either now who the fuck is mr marsh oh uh, that's me randy marsh who is this i don't know you are you from pixar no i'm from south park what's south park do i own that no not yet sir you're telling me <laughs> that i'm losing chinese customers because of some shithead that's not even from my company hey hold I love the line of, do we own South Park? And the guy's like, no, not yet, sir. That has to be one of the, like, five funniest lines in the history of the show. So Randy convinces Mickey, you know, you need to have some integrity. And the very next scene with Randy, Mickey speaks to the Chinese government. How does it go? Well, as good as you'd hope. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You'll find out in a little bit. Meanwhile, uh, we see the boys again trying to film another scene of their movie when it has to be cut because the Chinese government is getting involved. So the record producer tells Stan, if you're going to write something, write from your heart. So that night, we see Stan. He's at his desk. He's writing stuff. And one of the Chinese officials, he comes 
overlooks things, scratches stuff. Stan writes again, scratches stuff off. Stan writes again. The Chinese official laughs and then tears the paper apart. So Stan then gets on his laptop. He starts typing. Backspace, 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 backspace. Stan tries again. Backspace, 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 backspace. And then Stan gets this wonderful line in. So I guess this is how the writers in Hollywood feel. Oh, ho, 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 Nice zinger. So we go back to China, where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, who are political prisoners, yet they're out of prison? I, I, I know, it, it sounds weird too. So they're walking around, and Winnie the Pooh's looking for some honey. Tries a store, lady screams, scared, because, you know, Winnie the Pooh's in there. So, they walk, and they see in this dark alley, there's a table. There's a bowl of honey! It's honey! So, Winnie the Pooh starts going to it, he starts having a smack roll. And Piglet's like, oh, can I have some? Oh, bother. let me just have a little more, and then I'll give you some. So, while he's eating it, Randy comes up from behind and starts choking him to death. He's got that rope and he starts choking him around his throat. And Piglet is screaming in fear as Winnie the Pooh is basically killed. Because, you know, we needed Winnie the Pooh killed. Political reasons. Meanwhile, back in America, we see the boys are sitting on the corner and Stan... He's basically like, you know, I, I I don't have it anymore. They keep changing things. All I want to do is get off the farm. I want to leave. I, you know, I, I've lost my best friend. Everything's coming apart. And then all of a sudden, there's a bus. It's from the ICE Detention Center. It's Cartman and Kyle. They're back. Yay. So after they tell them what happened to them, Stan has an idea. Because one of the things that the studio producer mentioned was to make something, you know, corny and cheesy happen. So we go to Broncos Live Aid, 1984. Jimmy, he gets up to his drums, starts playing. Butters, he's on his guitar, he starts playing. And then, it's the reunion of Finger Bang! Yay! This is the reunion we've all waited for. Forget about the Eagles. Forget about ABBA. It's Finger Bang! The reunion of a lifetime! And it's cut because they're filming this in front of a green screen. And Stan is finally like, look, I want to leave my farm. I want to get off my dad's farm. But if it means compromising every single thing to the Chinese government to make them happy, I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. And anyone who does is worthless. And then we get the very next scene. Us Chinese. 
things the old-fashioned way. We like things a little simpler, a little quieter. And now there's a new way that goes along with China's being hard. Because after a hard day of forced labor, we're getting beat for criticizing the government. We all could use a little time with some good old Rocky Mountain Blade. It's the soul of the American West, right here in Mother China. All hail the Communist Party, and all hail So after that commercial, a big truck backs up and dumps a bunch of money in front of their house. So then everyone is there and Randy's like, well, I guess, you know, everything's going to be all right. The world is much better and we're going to be fine. And then Randy's like, or Stan's like, why do I smell honey and blood? Did, did you kill Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Yes, I did. Stan leaves. Where are you going, Stan? I'm going to go write another song. Oh, that's good. It's going to be about you. I don't like you. And that is the end of Band in China. Uh, I, I, I forgot to mention this, but I'm going to mention it real quickly. Uh, the songs that were used in the episode... Um, one was called Useless Sacrifice. That was the first song. That was sung by the band Death Decline. And the second one was called Second Skin by Dying Fetus, who I did not realize until looking it up, are from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, which is about 15, 20 minutes away from where I lived. So very cool. Local band on the show. All right. As far as this episode goes, this is one of the best episodes I think they have ever done. This is a big F you to the Chinese government. We needed something like this. This is absolutely perfect. One of the things that drives me to South Park so much is the fact that they are not afraid to take a chance. They are not afraid to take a chance to say what they want to say against anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the American government or the Chinese government. Now, as far as the story goes as a whole, I'm giving this an 8. But because this is so damn good, and it's one of the best episodes they, they have done in years, and this might be an all-timer. This is the first time I've said this in like three plus seasons. I'm giving this episode a 10. It is a near perfect episode. It is so good because of how ridiculous it is that American businesses are working with the Chinese government. A government that treats their citizens like shit. Especially with the NBA like a couple years ago where that one player whose name I forget, and I apologize for forgetting, you know, made a stand about the Chinese government, and it was like, oh, well, we can't have that. And they were going to have a game there in China, but I think it got canceled. But, oh, it's so good. It really is. All right, so let's get to the critics, and then we're going to talk about 
the Chinese and how they took this episode. So we start with John Huger of the AV Club. Gave this episode a B. He called the episode strong, and he compared Parker and Stone's decision to critique the role that the Chinese government plays in the American entertainment industry to past instances in which they displayed similar boldness in their choice of target, as when they commented on media depictions of the Prophet Muhammad in past episodes. Huger thought the arrest Randy suffers as a result of his failure to research marijuana laws in China was among the series' funniest moments. He also lauded the reveal of Crimson Dawn's music and the use of Mickey Mouse both to diffuse tense scenes and as a key part of the story's resolution. Danny D. Placido, a contributor to Ford, said the episode was hilarious and depressingly insightful and pointed to the contrast between Stan's decision and Randy's choice to put profit ahead put profit above principle as the best example of that. Joe Mater of Den of Geek was less favorable, gave this a 2 out of 5. He thought that Trey Parker's tying Stan and Randy's relationship issues to the episode's greater ethical questions was intelligent writing, but thought the episode overall was marred by lazy plotting and tired, shocked humor. Matthew Rosa of Salon, is it, yeah, Salon, felt the episode expressed valid criticism about the manner in which the American entertainment industry compromises itself to suit China's government and enjoyed the way in which it illustrated this point. Finally, Jahara Matisik, a professor at the United States Air Force Academy, praised the episode in an article for the Modern War Institute, describing the importance of South Park demarcation demarcating an American shift in information and political warfare against China. Matisik contended that the now-banned-in-China episode not only lays bare the conflict of values, but also itself serves as a way of advancing American interests and soft power in an era of China increasingly trying to impose an authoritarian vision on its region and world. Now to how the Chinese government felt about this episode. In response to the episode's criticism of the Chinese government, South Park was entirely banned in China, including on its streaming services and social media platforms. In October 2019, insiders told Bloomberg News that Apple Inc., which has a significant portion of its users and manufacturers in China, was reportedly unlikely to bid for the streaming rights due of the series due to the China ban. In response to the criticisms and the subsequent ban of their show in China, South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker issued a mock apology, stating, and I quote, Like the NBA, we welcome Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi doesn't look just like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune in to our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the Great Communist Party of China. May this autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? Unquote. This was a reference to a then-ongoing controversy surrounding the NBA and player Daryl Morey's comments regarding the 2019-2020 Hong Kong protests. 
On the night of October 8th, 2019, the episode was screened on a busy street in Hong Kong's Sham Shui Pu district as a form of protest. Now, Daryl Morey is an executive. I, I apologize. He is an executive who had made comments about the protests, and this pissed off the Chinese government, and it, it hurt the relationship with the NBA. And then the sad part about it is, like, you had... LeBron James and James Harden and other players basically backing the Chinese government. Like, they were paid and bought out by the Chinese government. So, you know, it's like, F you guys. Seriously, F you. Alright, let's get to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 3,500 people have given this episode a rating, and the IMDb rating for Banned in China is an 8.6 out of 10. 1,400 plus people gave this episode a 10. That's the score I'm giving this episode. 856 people gave it a 9, and 66 people gave it a 1. I'm going to imagine the 66 people that gave it a 1 were forced by the Chinese government. Alright, let's check out some of the uh, reviews from IMDb. We'll start with Lucas Butters who wrote, How are they able to hit the nail on the head almost every time? Great episode. P.S. Everyone who hated the first episode of this season because they thought the creators started leaning left in politics... Just watch this episode and shut up. Alright, uh, next one is from Poker Rake Deal who wrote, This episode is amazing in that it managed to give a giant FU to using censorship as a way to enact Chinese control over international industries. The creators of South Park knew they were going to lose huge money over calling out this issue and became insta-banned in China and in bad terms with Disney, which is slowly attempting to monopolize our entertainment, yet they did it anyway. Laughs, 9 out of 10. Real Life Impact, 11 out of 10. Overall, 10 out of 10. So glad that this episode in China's South Park ban is being covered on some news outlets. I think there is reason to think that this moment and episode will go down as an important one in history books as well. Uh, let's see, we'll go to Trolley Yama, who wrote, This episode is perhaps the most accurate description ever made of the corporate hypocrisy of big media companies, especially Disney. By one side, they try to masquerade themselves as super, super progressive and all that jazz. But once profits are at risk, they are more than willing to throw all the woke causes they supposedly support under the bus. Nowadays, is not only companies the ones doing this, but also celebrities as well. The John Cena apology is a sad, pathetic example of that. Oh my god, yes. Okay. I'm glad somebody brought this up, because this was written in 2021. So, what happened was, John Cena had mentioned the word Taiwan, which is a country. Well, China doesn't acknowledge them as a country. They're called Chinese Taipei. So John Cena had to apologize in Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. 
Right, way to go, John. Way to go. Way, way to go. Um, I'm actually trying to find... Okay, we have one negative review that gave it a one. It is from Davies, Davies Luo, whose title is Where's Everyone's Mind? And I wrote, It's so stereotypical, nothing looks like real China in the show. Use your own mind to think. Uh, let's see, let's go to... All right, we'll go to Charlie the Tuna dash five one three six seven, who wrote, "I ever loved South Park, but this season hasn't been the same. Parker and Stone has obsessed with Tegarty Farms, making a more forced comedy, and Randy has turned insupportable. Writing this, hoping that Randy calmed down with his marijuana business." All right, here's a review. This is a five out of ten review. This is from Liam C G, who wrote. I really thought we were done with the whole serialized episodes. The Tegarty Farms thing seems to have gone on for way, way too long. I love Randy episodes, and he's still one of my favorite characters, but it's just really stale and not enjoyable to watch at this point. Taking major shots at China was great. The most positive thing about this episode seems like no one really has the balls to speak up against them. I said I was going to watch the season and be done with the following season or seasons if I didn't enjoy it. Second episode in, and it's already not looking good. The show can still be great, but the season-long storylines are just insanely boring, and it seems to just get worse and worse, with season 19 being the only solid one. Seems more like Trey and Matt want to just focus on issues in real life and not worry about the funny side of the show anymore. The subplots are better than the Randy storyline, splash some more jokes in them, and get rid of the serialization, that would be a good start. Very weak start to season 23. Ditch the Tegarty Farms Marsh storyline already and focus on single episodes for the love of God. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's read about... This is from ITW Period who wrote, There are a lot of one-off episodes in this season, but this is the best one in the season by far. Offers great commentary on censorship in China because it's about time someone talks about this sort of thing. Also, it's clear China is literally boating, botting this episode with three and four star reviews, so I'll just give this a ten. Um, let's see. Let's find one more. Oh, well, you know, we gotta go to Eric Stevenson. He writes, I remember looking up and finding out that Winnie the Pooh generates even more revenue than Star Wars, along with Mickey Mouse and Pokemon. They had done episodes about Mickey Mouse and Pokemon, and here's one about Winnie the Pooh. He's not depicted as evil, but he does get killed. So the plot is that Randy is trying to sell weed in China. He gets arrested for doing that and gets out of prison by offering to help the Chinese. He gets help from Mickey Mouse too. I just really do love how the song is going on with story arcs. I mean, for a show that's topical, that is a very hard thing to do. Aw, I missed Towley. I had no idea Winnie the Pooh was controversial in China. Great allusion to the Finger Bang song. This might be the catchiest one they ever made. This is, with the exception of the Chinese, pretty much universally praised, except for those few that I read, but this is, like, like I said, this is an all-timer. 
This is probably one of their greatest episodes they've ever done. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Uh, join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they discuss classic South Park episodes. Well, as you heard when I was reading the quote sent by Trey and Matt, well, that's probably the Chinese government calling me now. Anyway, next time... It is the 300th episode of South Park, as I will be reviewing the episode, Shots. That is next time right here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you all next time. And seriously, look up the pictures of Winnie the Pooh and the Chinese president. You'd, you'd, You'd be pretty surprised.